Hey, welcome back to the Ease into Retirement podcast. I'm Tom Mosley, your host, and I promise you each week, if you'll give me 15 minutes, I'll do my best to build your financial knowledge. Now, we're in a series. This is episode number 32 overall, but we're in a series and we're in episode number three of seven where we're talking about the potholes of retirement. Those are things that can derail you along the road to retirement, and we're trying to point these potholes out, and we're also going to try to point out for each one of them ways that you can prevent being thrown off by that pothole. Now, remember, in each one of these, you have to remember in everything I say, you can't just take the advice that I give on a, po- on a, a podcast You can't take the advice you get on a Saturday morning financial planning show. You can't take the advice you hear on your favorite news channel or a commercial on your favorite news channel and go out and build a whole financial plan based on generic information that's just being broadcast out there. You need to make sure before you make a decision, because every single one of you are as unique as your social security number, because every single one of you out there has a unique social security amount coming in. You have a unique income flow from other things coming in. You have other amounts of savings coming in. You have a different budget than anybody else. You live in a different house than anybody else. You need a different financial plan than anybody else. This is generic information. And I often say with a little quip, you know, that this is not tax, legal, investment, or even gardening advice. By the way, my tomatoes are doing really well this year and the rats haven't found them. So I I might be able to give gardening advice a little bit later down the road. Let's jump into pothole number five. If you missed one, two, three, and four, go back and pick up the previous two episodes, number 30 and 31, and they'll give you those. But pothole number five has to do with long-term care. Long-term care costs could wipe out your savings. Now, there's a lot of, a lot of hysteria about this. There's a lot of people that, that think about and, and try to tell you that, you know, almost everybody's going to go into a nursing home. But just think about the people that you know in our day and time who are passing away. I'm reflecting back on the fact that in 1975, I started in the ministry and I was in the ministry for 19 years until 1994. Now, when you're the new kid on the block or the low kid on the totem pole on a staff at a church, you're usually assigned to go visit the hospitals and visit the nursing homes. And that's something that I regularly did even when I was still a pastor. And there was a time before a lot of the advances that we have now where people could literally go into a nursing home and they would lay there in an almost comatose state with with the 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 uh, plugs in the arms and the plugs in the neck keeping them alive by pumping life into them by feeding them and sometimes i've been to to and it's a sad situation I've been to some nursing homes where people have been laying there for literally 20, this one lady, particularly in this one nursing home up in Fullerton, had been there for 21 years. She couldn't communicate. She couldn't talk. Her family didn't know her. She didn't know her family. And um, her family knew her, but she didn't know her family. And she had been in that home for 21 years and she was still being fed. Now, in our day and time, a lot of people have advanced healthcare directives, they've gotten trust, and they've gotten directives in there that, look, 
if and, and we went through this with some with some of my own family members. If I can't feed myself, don't artificially feed me just to keep my body relatively warm. You know, do something about it. Just shut it off and, and let me go. But in spite of that, in spite of the changes that have taken place where we don't deal with that so much as we did in previous generations where medicine was great. It could keep mom alive. She didn't know us and we didn't know her and we couldn't communicate with her, but it kept her alive. In spite of us getting over that to some extent, there's still a need for at least a consideration for how do we deal with long-term care. Now, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says there's a 50-50 chance you'll need it. And you you might. There, there's different kinds of care. There's skilled nursing care, like when you break an arm, break a leg, tear a shoulder, and you go into the hospital for surgery, and they're there for a few days, and then you go into skilled nursing facility, facilities for up to 21 days, Medicare will pay for if you're on Medicare. And so that's one kind. And usually after 21 days, you've got some exclusions where you've got extra time in your lifetime, but people don't like to use those up. So it's amazing how many people get well in those skilled nursing facilities after 21 days and they're ready to go home, even if they're not ready to go home. And then you've got home health care is another t where they can actually bring the care to you in your home. And it allows you to maintain the dignity of living in your home. And then there's intermediate. That's in the middle. That's pretty much what the words mean at their core. It's in the middle of skilled nursing facilities. And the last one, which would be custodial care. You're just there. They're just allowing you to live your time out. To, you're just in the nursing home, you're, you're taking the care, pretty much bedridden, the people that I've seen in custodial care, and, and trust me, not just in financial services, but back in the ministry, there have been a lot of people who've been involved in those kind of situations. Well, will Medicare, Tom, won't Medicare take care of that? Medicare will take care of you going to the hospital to the emergency room when you break something after a fall, and then they'll take care of the skilled nursing facility for 21 days, and then a little extended period up to a certain number of limited days for your lifetime. But that's all Medicare is going to pay for. They're not going to necessarily pay for home health care. They're not going to necessarily pay for intermediate care, definitely, and for custodial care at all. Hey folks, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ease into Retirement podcast with Tom Mosley. Just a quick reminder that if anything you've heard so far today has hit home for you, maybe it's something you're dealing with, maybe it's just something you want to learn a little bit more about, there will be a complimentary downloadable giveaway on Tom's website specifically prepared for this week's episode that you should check out. Just go to easepodcast.com. That's E-A-S-E-podcast.com. Click the button with the title of this week's episode and get your copy today. Now I'll throw it back to Tom. So my approach and what I try to point out to people is you don't necessarily need a policy, a long-term care policy. We're going to talk about that. But you definitely do need a long-term care plan. And you need, you need a plan for what are we going to do if, if I need long-term care? Or if you're married, what are, you, what are we going to do if one of us needs long-term care? Now, let me give you some tips, okay? 
Policies are pretty expensive. And if you've got a policy available to you at work and you're still working and you're listening to this podcast, find out if that long-term care policy available through work, which by the way, is a group policy, which spreads the risk over a lot of people and gives you some level of coverage. Find out if it Find out if it's portable. Portable is something we've had around for about 25 years now where they made things where you could take them and you have them in a group plan at work and once you retire, it's portable. You can take it with you. Life insurance is that way sometimes. But the most important thing, I think, because of the cost involved, those portable group long-term care plans that you might have at work are very inexpensive, inexpensive, relatively speaking, to going out and trying to buy a long-term care policy on your own. Now, you can. They're available. There's a limited number of companies that provide them. So if there's a limited number of competition companies out there, com- companies competing out there, then what they're going to do, it just drives the cost up and up and up and up. But you need to find out about a long-term care policy. There are also indemnity policies. And you say, well, what are those? Well, if you have an incident, that's some kind of long-term care effect affected uh, incident like we talked about, skilled nursing, home health care, intermediate custodial, a lot of other things that they call them. If you have an incident, there's some that pay you an indemnity. They pay you a certain number of dollars per day for a certain number of years. There are some policies that are like that. Some annuities have added recently, particularly in California, added. It was that way in other states for a long time. But some annuities have added long-term care coverage. And you need to make sure if you have an annuity, whether it has the long-term care coverage or not. And some life insurance policies. You say, why would I want to go with a life insurance or an annuity? Well, sometimes those things might do more than one thing at the same time. They're, they're lovingly referred to in the industry as hybrid policies. It's a hybrid and it's, it's between two things like an annuity and long-term care, between life insurance and long-term care, in that it, it addresses different things. Now, here's the point. Don't be sold long-term care if somebody's just trying to sell you life insurance or don't be sold long-term care under the gouge of really trying to sell you an annuity. Make sure you know the policy you've got, how it works. I mean, they're pretty confusing. Last week, there was one thing that I've had to clarify on one issue about um, a long-term care being attached to an annuity. So make sure you understand the program that you're in and the policy that you're in if you get into one. Here's another thing you might do. If there are assets in your portfolio, we do have some people that just carve out 200000 maybe 250000 and they put it aside. And I'm pointing over here to the side in my little studio here. And they just put it aside and they say, we're never going to touch that money. We're going to leave it to the kids if we can. But if either one of us or if you're single and you say, if I ever need long-term care, there's the money I'll put away from long-term care. And you, in essence, you, in essence, self-insure. If you put it into an annuity or life insurance, it might double. It might have some real advantages to that. If you just leave it there, it might be great to just have it there for long-term care. So long-term care, the pothole, could actually wipe out your savings. How do you prevent the damage? You definitely definitely need a plan, but maybe not an actual long-term care policy. Check it out. Check it out. Pothole number six. You might not be prepared for just regular 
high healthcare cost. Now, Fidelity in 2019 did a study and they found that a couple 65 years of age, if they were going to live through life together from 65 years of age until the end of their life, the average couple will, will allocate $285,000 to medical expense. Now that's average. That's not having any long-term care. That's just average $285,000. And a lot of people, sometimes people come to us and, and they say, well, can't I prevent healthcare costs by just getting Medicare? And I can't tell you how many people make this mistake. They get Medicare Part A and Part B, which is known as original Medicare. A covers the hospitals, B covers doctors, durable medical equipment, and some other things. And they sign up for Medicare Part B and they pay, in 2021, they pay $148.50 a month for Part B and whew, I got the Medicare job done. Well, maybe. You've got 80% of the Medicare part done. Because a lot of people come to us and they say, wow, my healthcare costs are killing me because I went into the hospital and I had surgery and I got Medicare, but you know what you didn't get in those kind of situations is you didn't realize that there's always something else, you know? There's Medicare supplements, that's known as the Medigap policies. Those are the ones that are pretty much operate somewhat like a PPO, where you can go to any doctor who takes Medicare anywhere in the United States, and you pay for that through different companies, you can get that. Medicare supplements is what we're talking about. And it covers most, not all, but most of the other 20%. Then you have pretty complete coverage. And the other way to go about it, and these things are too complicated for me to really jump in. And by the way, if you get Medicare supplement, you're also wanna gonna, gonna drop down and get part D, the prescription drug plan that's gonna cost you $30, 40 $50 a month, or maybe even less, or maybe even more, depending on which one you get. But if you also can get Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage operates more like an HMO and that you've got a family of doctors that you go to. A lot of times the premium's lower, but you're locked in to those doctors that are on that plan and Medicare Advantage is operated and you actually give your control of your coverage over to a company rather than Medicare itself. Now, let me go over that. If you get Medicare A and B and you add a supplement, Medicare is still the primary. This is why sometimes you call your doctor and they say, who's your primary, Medicare or an insurance company? If you've got a supplement, Medicare is still your primary. But if you drop down and get a Medicare Advantage to cover most of that other 20% of cost, then that Medicare Advantage company becomes your primary. So you need to you need to pay more attention to know what you've got. Now, here's one other thing if you're still working. A lot of times people have the opportunity to stay on their company plan or when they get to be 65, they can go on to a Medicare plan through their company. And they say, well, wait a minute, my company wants to charge me 85, 100, 110, just different amounts to stay on their Medicare plan and I can stay on it for the rest of my life. You might want to consider that. You say, Tom, isn't Medicare guaranteed issue that you can sell me that's, that's either Medicare supplement? And by the way, I do train for the Medicare Advantage in California and I'm able to offer, offer that as well to my clients. We can look and see which one's best. But, but, but guess what? 
you, you also might want to consider staying on the Medicare plan available through your company because it might have as an alternative, as a side, vision and dental and historically, traditionally, true Medicare plans don't cover vision and dental as well as most private policy plans in the pre-65 year ages, okay? So you, you don't want healthcare costs to sink you. So, so how do you prevent the damage? How do you prevent the damage from pothole number six, the high cost of healthcare costs? You prevent the damage by evaluating all your options as you leave your employment, and then you also need to constantly reevaluate your options as you travel through retirement. Now, these are potholes that can really knock you off course in your financial planning in retirement, and that's why we're pointing them out to you. Hey, I look forward to being back with you next week for episode number four in this series where we talk about two more potholes. And I promise you each week, I hope you've gotten value from what I've taught you today. If you'll give me 15 minutes each week, I'll do my best to build your financial knowledge. I'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Mosley Insurance and Financial Services are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities, or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mosley Insurance and Financial Services is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mosley Insurance and Financial Services. Ed Slot's IRA Advisor Group is a paid membership educational organization comprised of professionals of varying credentials. Membership in this organization does not imply a set level of skill or training. The logo and or service mark is the property of their respective owners, and no endorsement of Tom Mosley is stated or implied. A Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA.